get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today. to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. I hope I'm saying this correctly. He's one of the best in the business. His NHL analysis over on The Athletic is fantastic. He breaks down all of the numbers. He is Dom. I know that part. Losing Chinzen, I believe. <laughs> Dom, how you doing today, man? How close was I? I it cut out at the last syllable, so I'm I'm not sure. But L- losing okay, Chinzen, is that effort. correct? Oh, no, that's so bad. Oh. It's so bad. <laughs> okay. Can you pronounce Drive. your last name for me? Uh, it's loose chisson. Loose chisson. Now, okay. Now, Dom, Dom, my wife, her maiden name had two Z's in it, and she told me that there was no way I was allowed to date her until I could spell and pronounce her last name properly, and I had to study that damn thing for probably a couple of hours before I even would try and call her because I was worried about it. I, I've done that before. I think it was to, like, actual girlfriends I had. I didn't do the stipulation beforehand, but I definitely said, you better you better learn how to sell this thing. Well, Dom, we appreciate you taking the time with us today, man. Let's start with this. So the Blues have had two guys that have really been a standout player for them so far this season that have been surprises in the positive direction. Let's start with Justin Falk because – he he had his struggles a year ago, and it seems like everything's kind of come around for him this season. As you looked into the numbers and you looked at what Justin Falk has done for this team this year, uh, what are they what are they telling you? Uh, a lot of surprises, really. I before the season started, I had a article on the ten worst contracts in hockey, and it was an article I did the year prior, and. It seems like there's one guy on that list who, like, I don't know, maybe he read it. And he's like, I'm not going to be on this list next year. <laughs> and the year before, uh, it was, I think, Max Pacioretty was on it because he was getting up there in age and he wasn't very effective in his first year. And then last year, he and Stone were just dynamite on that top line. And this year, it seems like that guy is Justin Falk. I... I didn't expect this at all. I don't know if many did. It seemed like when he signed that big deal before he played a a single game for the Blues, it was a huge mistake. And this season, he's been much better than he's ever really looked at all in St. Louis or even in Carolina. This is the guy they thought they were getting when they paid him that contract. And of all the defensemen on the team, he's leading in expected goals percentage and I think actual goals percentage as well. So when he's on the ice at five on five, the blues are winning the scoring chance battle and winning 
on the scoreboard as well more than any other defenseman. So, Dom, I, I have thrown Justin Falk's name into the Norris Trophy conversation a couple of times this season, frankly, because he has been their best player on the ice. And if you look in the National Hockey League, his plus-minus, which I know is such an up-and-down stat, he's been at the top all season long. Where do you have this guy in terms of a maybe early look at the best defenseman in the National Hockey League? Yeah, I did an awards watch uh, earlier this week, and he was in the top five, and I... I'm still surprised that he's up there and has been up there for this long, but he's definitely played his way into the conversation as as bad as plus minus is as a stat. When you take away the things that make it bad, like shorthanded goals for empty netters, all that random stuff that doesn't belong, he's still up there in five on five goals. And the fact he drives possession is a great sign. He's leading the blues in that regard. And uh, I guess the the plus minus is a bit lucky for now, and we'll see how things go throughout the season, but he's playing well enough to be in the conversation for sure right now. Dom, the other guy that I wanted to ask you about is Jordan Cairo, who has been sensational so far this season. He's been a part-time player in previous years, and now he's taken on a full-time top six role, and he's been great in that role. What what have you seen from him? What do the numbers say about just how impressive Jordan Cairo has been to start this season? It's been amazing, his start. I remember a couple of years ago, anytime I would write about the Blues, they all the fans would be really excited about Kairou, and nothing really happened for his first two stints in the NHL. And then this year, he sort of blew up. He finally got a chance further up the lineup, and he can really score, which is obviously a thing this team needs right now. Like Justin Falk, he's leading the team in puck possession as well, which is always a great sign, and... He's getting chances, he's scoring, and he's doing a lot of other things right as well to make him an effective player. So at five on five, then, Dom, I'm curious, especially since we're talking Jordan Cairo, a majority, I think all of his goals have come at five on five and big time moments for the Blues. Now, with all of these injuries piling up, the Blues five on five has taken a little bit of a hit. But when you look at their even strength play this season, what sticks out to you? I think what sticks out is how underwhelming it's been i feel like they're usually a very dominant team and obviously they're dealing with a lot of injuries right now but right now they're 21st in the league and expect a goals percentage and when they won the cup a big reason for that is in the second half they were the best team in the league and they were controlling play and that was obvious from watching they owned the puck they had it on their sticks pretty much the entire game the other teams could generate absolutely nothing because they just didn't have the puck and that's not happening as much this year and one of the interesting things that i saw right now that i didn't even realize is that ryan o'reilly's on ice numbers have not been very good at all this year and that's a shock to me because he's a perennial selkie contender yeah, it's, it's been weird to watch, and they've kind of been filtering guys through that top line with him and David Perron, and it looks like today they switched up that line once again. Dom, I did want to ask you as well about the power play because that's kind of been the talk of the town, especially the last week or two since they've been so banged up with so many guys out right now. What's going on with their power play? From, the, from what you can see inside of the numbers, what's gone wrong for them, and is there anything that you can see that, like, this is the way that they fix it? It's weird because they had a good power play last year, and I figured signing Tory Krug would mean that they could keep that up, and that hasn't been the case so far. I, I looked into 
the numbers from the first month and then from February, and their their goal scoring rate has dropped. But even in January, they were still a little below average. This month, it's been pretty bad. Only four teams have scored fewer goals per 60 on the power play. But what is interesting is they are, they seem to be generating more scoring chances in this past month. And last month, they sort of got what they deserve. This month, they're sort of unlucky. And I think that suggests to me that they should be able to turn a corner soon. And they just need some pucks to start going in. Some of that comes from a guy like Mike Hoffman, who they also brought in in the offseason to mm-hmm. be that power play specialist. Dom, what sticks out to you about Hoffman's game? Because for us, at least he's starting to shoot the puck a lot more. He's finding the back of the net, but he still hasn't looked like that Mike Hoffman I think a lot of Blues fans expected. Yeah, he's he's always been a very weird player because his entire game is his shot. There's been... I think times in the past few years where his defensive game has really come into question. And if he's not scoring on the power play, then I, I'm not sure what he's doing out there, but I think he's just getting a bit unlucky this year. That's part of the, the issue right now with them not scoring as much as expected. Hoffman has 1.4 goals for 60. He's expected to get 2.3 and he's shooting 5.6%. And we all know Mike Hoffman can score a lot more than that. We've seen his shot. He's got a hell of a release. And when he starts burying those, I think the team will, the team's power play will look a lot better. Well, Dom, people can find your work over at The Athletic. You do, do fantastic stuff for them, breaking down all of the numbers. Like you said, you had a recent piece breaking down some of the uh, the top awards as we get to, what is this now, I guess the third of the way through, mm-hmm. almost halfway through the yeah, regular season. You can also follow him on Twitter at his name, Don. Luschinsen, did I get it closer that time around? It was technically closer, but that's only because it could not get much worse. (laughs) Fair (laughs) enough. Dom, thanks so much for the time, man. Really appreciate you hopping on with us today. No problem. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. That is Dom joining us here on 101 ESPN. Can you pronounce his last name for me? I have a feeling he gets that 24-7, I know, and I apologize. I feel really bad about it because people mispronounce. My my last name is not hard. It's Kylie, K-I-L-E-Y, but people call it Kyle. uh, They call it all different things. I do sincerely apologize. This is not me, like, trying to joke around about it. I just, I'm really terrible. There's a lot of S's and Z's and C's. It's a a Polish last name because my wife's maiden name was spelled, it was Paskowitz, but it's like Paskiewicz or something like this, and there is, like, three Z's at the end of it, so I'm assuming that uh, it would be a Polish name, which is not an easy thing, but again, I have a feeling he goes through this a lot. Absolutely, and my my fiance's, uh, her mom's maiden name was Bogdanovich, so I've I've seen that as well. I just, I struggle with this one. With Alex Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kiley. Coming up next, all right, we have talked so much about what Russell Wilson is worth in a trade, what Deshaun Watson is worth in a trade. Coming up next, we're going to redraft the NFL's quarterbacks. We're each going to get three picks. This is for the future. It's not for the here and now. I know, oh, who, I know who he's picking first. I'm not taking the first pick. It'll be Alex picking first, Tanner picking second. I will get the third pick, and then we'll reverse it back around. Coming up next, we're redrafting the NFL's quarterbacks to talk about the value these guys hold. That's next on 101 ESPN.